You are listening to Big Trouble and Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. Internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And this is where we uh, sit down, watch a movie, either on Netflix, um, Amazon Prime, Crunchyroll, all those sweet, sweet, sweet streaming sites. And then we come back here and we go to talk about it. Um, but before we get into our movie of the week, Andy, what the hell have you been watching? I didn't watch a whole lot in the last couple weeks i just watched uh incredibles 2 is on netflix now so i watched it one day a lot i thought i was gonna watch it and play pokemon but it was pretty good so it distracted me and i just watched it mostly mm-hmm. uh, i watched prelude to war on netflix which is just 51 minute it's um it's propaganda from 1942 that frank Capra directed it was really entertaining the propaganda is always so weird to watch and then i watched some more mystery sites Mr. Science 3000 is always great to have on either focusing on it or watching it in the background. Mostly watch it on the background so I can play games or something. Yeah, I do that. Play some Pokemon or whatever. But I finally finished the new season. Yeah, because you really don't have to watch (laughs) the movie because the movie is just really terrible. And then the commentary from all of them will tell you what's going on. And usually when they have, like, a funny joke, that's when you kind of you look at the screen to see what the hell is going on. Um, the only movie I watched, uh, again, because Resident Evil 2 is taking up my time, and since uh, Tetris 99 that came out of nowhere from the uh, Nintendo Direct, which that's a video game, um, both of them are video games, I watched... Tetris is a video game, if you didn't know. Yeah, since, what was it, 1985? Oh, it's older than that. Yeah, um, I watched the movie I.O. It's a Netflix original on uh, on Netflix, and kind of quick synopsis is that the Earth is dying. Uh, there's like ammonia in the air and stuff, and everybody on Earth is uh, by, I believe, Saturn's moon, uh, moon or something like that, called I.O. And, no, it's Saturn. Yeah, I believe it's Saturn, because I remember the rings. But uh, anyway, they are looking to explore the universe so that they can find another Earth. And apparently there is another Earth. Uh, it's not a spoiler, it's just they're about to go on a journey, and it's this girl that is left behind because her father said that there's hope that, you know, Earth can be saved some way, and... There's a twist, and there's a lot of, like, Greek mythology in the film. It it was a good watch. It's It, it felt like an indie film. So if you're not a fan of, like, basically a lot of silence and a couple of lines here and there, it's just more of the imagery and um, obviously the weird Greek mythology, then you won't like it. But it it, it got my interest. It was good. 
it's a quick film to you know watch on a rainy day. But anyway, I didn't watch anything. I don't know if we talked about it, if I watched Jinro last episode. Did I? Did we talk about that? I thought that was after, wasn't it? Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. Yeah, but I I watched Jinro. Um, it's like an anime, uh, tyrant kind of stuff where pretty much the Japan became like a police state where they had their own like Nazis and stuff. Um, because what was it? Crime or war or something was on a rampant, rampant or terrorists. I think. I mean, it, I think it's both. It Shinro, the movie, is based on like this whole universe, and there's like a couple live action movies and manga in Japan. I've never read or seen any of them. I've only seen Shinro and Wolf Brigade, but I the background is a little hard to understand. But basically, it takes place in an alternate universe, Japan, where I think the Axis won the Second World War, and now there's a ton of civil unrest. In Japan, it, it just takes place in Japan. It's not. It doesn't deal with international stuff. So it, it's it's hard to get the full context, and that's kind of part of its charm, at least in my view. Yeah, it's kind of like the Man in the High Castle, just with uh, it being based in Japan, where there's uh, rebels and stuff. And yeah, it it was interesting. There was a big twist at the end. Like it. it the whole time I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know, being good. And then you're like, what's going on here? And then this person did something. And I'm like, <laughs> it had like an M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist to it. And I, I liked it. The, if you are a fan of like fairy tales, uh, you'll kind of see it coming anyway. Uh other than that, I just haven't been watching a lot of films because, uh, you know, video games has taken up my time. And that's usually the other way around. Usually I watch movies and I don't play any games. Now it's all switched up and everything. <laughs> Switch, get it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our movie of the week. Andy, you picked the most depressing movie I ever watched in my entire life. I think during this podcast. It's the most depressing movie you've ever watched. And you really got two bright surprises. I mean, parts of it were sad, I guess. Everything, like... <laughs> We'll get into it, but like every other scene, I was like, "Oh my god, what's happening to that Pokemon?" <laughs> uh, for for no applicable reason, I, I just wanted to choose something weird, so I decided to choose a children's movie because I've been playing a Pokemon game on my 3DS. So I chose uh, Pokemon the movie. I choose you. I guess I choose you is supposed to be like after the colon, but it sounds like it's all one thing. Anyway, um. It's like a retelling of the beginning of the Pokemon anime, which I watched when I was a child. Like, the first, everything before the title card is basically the first episode of the show with, like, some, some tweaks. Mm. And after that, I don't know if they were retelling it. It's brand new. I'm pretty sure it's brand new. Yeah, it is brand new because it had Incineroar and it had Lucario and stuff. Like, I didn't know this was in 2017 because I was confused. Because oh, I. Yeah, this is the newest Pokemon movie. This one came out. Not long ago. Yeah, 2017, as I said on Netflix. Um, I was really confused because in the beginning, it retold the story. It was like, oh, Pikachu is the... Uh, he, they show him when they choose Pikachu as his first He's Pokemon. Yeah. And then they kind of show that, like... They do like a montage of him getting all his badges and stuff. 
And I, I, for some strange reason, I thought this movie was the one with uh, Mew and Mewtwo. That's why I was, like, real confused. No, but, that wasn't the first Pokemon movie. That came out in, like, 1999 or something. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting that, because I haven't kept up with Pokemon since 1999 and 2000. I kind of grew out of it, and then... Yeah, I didn't know what the movies had been doing. I kind of had to Google it. But, like I said, this was the newest one, and I saw something that said it was standalone. So mm-hmm. I, I, the first thing I, I gotta get off the bat is Team Rocket did nothing in this movie. Yeah, they're only in the movie because people expected them. I don't even think they interacted with them. Yeah, the whole time, like, they'd be like, oh, this uh, legendary Pokemon Ho-Ho, um, we're gonna capture it, we're gonna steal it. And then every time they got close, uh, something happened where they got blasted off again because they're Team Rocket. Or, you know, they fall off a cliff and they go... It's all downhill from here, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Just like my cheesy joke about the Switch, it was kind of like that. Um, You could definitely tell Ash Ketchum like there was a different voice actor, I believe. Is it the same one? Maybe a little bit older? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't look it up. I, like I said, I watched the show when I was a kid, like when it very first came on TV. Mm-hmm. That was that was so long ago. It was ninety nine, two thousand, maybe two thousand one. I don't know if I was still in Pokemon. Yeah, so. they kind of, at the credits they kind of show Misty and Brock, but you have new uh, like side characters. Yeah, I think that was everyone that Ash had journeyed with, because a couple of them I recognized from like you know bullshit Facebook memes or whatever. I think that's everyone from the regular anime that has journeyed with because Misty and Brock, I know those. And the third one, I think, is Todd. He's from Pokemon Snap. He was in the series briefly, and I kind of remember him. But after that, it was all one of them's. One of them's May. She's in some of the Game Boy Advance games, and then there's a bunch of other losers. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was gonna say. It. It was just depressing at times, like. I, Parts of it were depressing. The part that really got me, though, is one guy's backstory where he, like, wandered out in the snow. And was it a, what was it a Luxray or whatever it was? It was, like, the cat Pokemon went out to save him and then froze to death. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think what got me was when Charmander was abandoned by his uh, trainer. And, like, you see Charmander start running to his trainer and, like, hug him because they they explain it with exposition. When you tell a Pokemon to stay, he'll stay forever until you come back. So, like, the trainer went off and probably went into the forest to go capture some Pokemon and just took a really long time and thought he would just go away, but he didn't. And... You see, like, Charmander's flame going because it's starting to rain and it's all depressed. And I was like, and and then when he kicks the Charmander, I was like, oh, my God. And, like, you could tell, like, with animation and how he was saying Charmander, because that's how Pokemon talk, by the way. They they just say their name a thousand times. Uh, um, And it it just got me. And then the the, the fucking Butterfree thing was said, too. Yeah, it's sad, but that one's like kind of more of a, a happy, moving on sad, mm-hmm. I guess. The Charmander part, that was in the anime, I do remember, but it didn't have 
uh, Cross, the other trainer, he was brand new. The guy with Incineroar and Mike and Rock. Because mm-hmm. obviously he's new. Those two Pokemon are in, only in Sun and Moon. But and, and that's the in same the tra- anime. He just finds Charmander, and they like kind of leave it and then come back for it when it's raining and he saves it. I don't think you ever see its trainer until March. No, but I remember Charizard being a dick to Ash Ketchum. Yeah, yeah because that was that was a reference to in the games. If you don't, if your Pokemon levels past you and you don't have a certain badge. It'll stop paying attention to you. I don't know if they do that anymore. I don't know. Um, by the way, the Ash Ketchum uh, voice actor, her name is uh, Sarah Nacho Cheney, and she was there since 1999 and and did and currently. So I could tell the voice change a little bit because probably because she got older, and uh, it's definitely. That's the American voice actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So definitely, you could tell like the the raspiness of the uh, the olderness of her voice, I guess, for Ash Ketchum because I definitely could tell there was a difference. I was like, oh, it's kind of off a little bit. But anyway, um, they kind of introduced the legendary Pokemon. They had the bird one, the Ho Ho, and then there. Oh. Yeah, Ho Ho. I, I just called Ho-Ho. Legendary Pokemon are in this are from Generation 2, which I don't have as much familiarity with. Which is mm. weird. Because most of the Pokemon in this movie are from Generation 1, with the exception of... Um, well, of course, the two Pokemon that Cross has. Uh, the chick's got Oshawott. I can't remember what he's from. And then the, the guy has Lucario. Mm-hmm. They're from later gens. And they show later gen Pokemon once in a while, but like ninety five percent of the Pokemon in this movie were all from Gen One, and I figure that might be because they knew, oh, Pokemon Go got real popular. Let's try to stick with Pokemon that are in Pokemon Go to try to get general audiences to see this too. I think I don't. Know. But then all the legendaries, like I said, they're in Generation Two. The three legendary dogs and Ho Oh, they're all from Gold and Silver. Yeah. That much. And can we talk about like Pokemon battles, like? Setting them up is kind of time-consuming if you think about it, because you have to find a judge. You have to find a, a a biased judge, even though an unbiased judge, I mean. Um, but there was one time where the friend was actually being a judge, saying that, uh, you know, that Pokemon's out. They need to go. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it, it, it doesn't seem like it takes a lot of effort to be like, oh, that Pokemon just got its ass beat. It's done. It passed out. Okay, you're done. Mm-hmm. There's joy and chance. He's funny because after they had a battle with the Ho Oh, and I'm guessing they lost. If I'm correct, oh, I assume so. Yeah, that's the end. By the way, <laughs> we I know we jump around too much. We just we like to hit all the the high points. It's a Pokemon movie. What do you expect? I mean, it's basically um, something they keep from the anime. Is the the day he sets out on his journey, he sees Ho Oh. It's funny because when the anime aired, that wasn't even a Pokemon. It was just like kind of a vague silhouette of a Pokemon. And then they, they kind of uh, retconned it to be Ho-Oh. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess it's like some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like some ancient story. And he's going to fulfill this prophecy about he's going to go to this rainbow rock and use a rainbow feather. And rainbow appears and Ho-Oh comes up. Unless someone with an impure soul has it. And the- like all evil and that ghost Pokemon I didn't recognize. 
does a bunch of dickish stuff. Yeah. But it, it's a pretty basic story. It's just he wants to be the best. Honestly, part of one of my complaints with this thing is it still felt episodic, even though it was a movie. It's like there were neat little, okay, that's the end of that. That's the end of this episode. Then they leave this episode. Oh, Butterfree's gone. That's the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. But the, the general thing is just they want to see a legendary Pokemon, and Ash wants to be the very best like no one ever does. He wants to be a Pokemon master, and everybody laughs at him. Um, what I was going to say, what do you think about Pikachu talking? Like... Oh, I fucking hated it. Why? It was so cringy. Oh, my God. Because I want to be with you. And I'm like, no. Pika Pika. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Um, and Yeah, that, that ghost Pokemon. You never knew if he was doing good things or bad things, even though he, like, turned Ash. Uh, I guess it was a test to see if he would go on the dark side, I guess. Yeah, I thought he was trying to corrupt him, but I guess in hindsight he was testing him. I guess, mm-hmm. like after after finishing the movie and looking back, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was supposed to be like a test. Yeah, I, but it, then it confused me because even though he he did see the Dick Trainer take the, the feather and put it into the mountain, and because uh, legendary, uh, the legend goes, if somebody with a uh, evil heart puts the feather into the mountain like it loses its color and it's just bad it's evil but this ghost sees it but instead of just being like all right let me take the feather out and give it to ash because i know he's a good dude he goes fuck everybody (laughs) you're all going down and he like corrupts all the pokemon he like puts them in a trance and starts attacking everybody and I was like, what is going on? Like, is he a bad Pokemon or is he just pissed that uh, the feather got there and it, it's an evil person that put it there? I don't know. I guess absolute power corrupts absolutely or something. Yeah, it's like some, I don't know. some Star Wars shit. Uh, and like in every Pokemon movie, like even the dick character, he'll, he'll be like good for like a little bit. And then after everything's done, he's back to being a dick again. Because at the end, he's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna beat you next time. Don't be a loser. Okay. And uh, he just <laughs> he, go- he goes off and walks away. What I what I think. What I thought was going to happen, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen because of the the, uh, the cartoon show, is I thought Charizard would come out and, like, join him again for some strange reason. Did you get any idea that that might happen? Uh, no, that didn't really cross my mind, honestly. I think it is because I know how it will be going to make Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely... That, and then when he was the the, I keep on forgetting his fucking name, but the bad trainer, he, cross. It, it, there you go, cross. I remember his dumb hair. Oh yeah, the, the hair. That's why he called him cross. Yeah. Um. But he's like holding down his Pokemon is like a, I guess like a wolf character or something like that. Like in rock. Uh, yeah. In sun and moon. There's a there's a Pokemon that evolves into like a wolf, like in rock. And if you evolve it during the day, 
it just looks like a wolf. But if you roll it during the night, it looks like that. It's like a werewolf. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, he has a moment, like, he actually loves his Pokemon. Because he's like, oh, you remember the first time you bit me? And, uh, you know, the Pokemon snaps out of the trance and, like, licks him. And, like, they have friendship, a bond going on. Mm. And I'm like, but they never really touch up on it. Maybe they do it in, like, the TV show. Maybe the TV show is still airing and they come they come along cross again. And he's, like, now a, a friendly but competitive Pokemon trainer. A rival. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty traditional in Pokemon. Yeah. Well, was usually a dick. Gary sure was. Fuck him. Brock was a dick back in the day, too. Like, when he was a gym leader. Like, I remember him being, like, a bad guy. And then, you know, obviously Ash Ketchum beats him. And the, he he came on their journey and stuff. Is there anything you hated about this film? Um, it Like I said, it felt a little episodic. And I thought that took away from my enjoyment of it as a movie. It felt kind of like I just binged the first five episodes of a show at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking hated when Pikachu talked. I wish they would have incorporated more newer Pokemon just because, you know, fanboy side likes Pokemon. Oh, cool. it's like, whatever. Shout out to um, Smash for uh, Lucario and uh, Incineroar. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they put them in it because they're popular and people recognize them. Um, I guess uh, the animation got like crazy good during some of the fights, but then in between, it always felt like they were just doing it. Okay, there's two characters talking. We're gonna, they're not gonna move around too much because we're gonna animate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, I guess that's it. Honestly. I kind of expected the movie to be more of a train wreck and for us to talk about like a kid's movie. But honestly, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it it brought a lot of nostalgia uh, of the old TV show. Yeah. I don't know how they do it now. I'm guessing because I saw X and Y and Sun and Moon. Yeah, apparently it's still on TV because when I was doing a search on Netflix, some of the seasons are on there. Some of the seasons are on Amazon Prime too. There's Mm -hmm. like... 20 something seasons or something yeah it, it's crazy and uh would you think of the 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 dream world that the ghost put ash in where there was no pokemon he was basically in the real world yeah <laughs> like i got interested that's kind of messed up they're like the world you live in sucks <laughs> look how terrible it is yeah like the part when they're on the roof he's like you ever wonder what's beyond this? Like, I guess there's forests, and then like, what's beyond that? I guess there's a ocean. What's beyond that? That <laughs> it's like, I guess the same thing, motherfucker. <laughs> but um, I got interested on like thinking about that and be like, man, what what if there was no Pokemon? Like, how again? The show would be, I guess, boring. I guess, I guess that's what they're trying to say. Like you just said, it was really boring. Uh, you know, Pokemon's the way to be, especially when you're 10 years old and you can get your first Pokemon and just be, you know, shot on, shot out into the world, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird. But but uh, Ash Ketchum's mom has always been like a helicopter mom, always wondering what he's eating and uh, if he's okay. Uh, I I. Pikachu is ador- adorable, by the way. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Especially, like, when he's... 
when they kind of do like B-roll of Pikachu t- conversating with all the other Pokemon, mm-hmm. like I, I, it was her uh, Pikachu and the girls uh, Pokemon. I Piccolo. Am I saying? Piccolo. Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo is a character in Dragon Ball Z. Also, it's a type of <laughs> all all my animes are getting mixed up now. Um, but uh, they just you know they go to a bush with berries and they start eating it. And, and I think that was kind of like a hey, you remember Pokemon Go? <laughs> and you feed po- Pokemon's berries. Well. See, look, Pokemon like berries. Because I don't remember in the TV show uh, Pokemon liking berries. I remember them, like, when there's food, they just eat all the food. That's a big thing now. Pokemon, they got all kinds of berries. And Sun and Moon get to grow them. Yeah, well, you know, they got to show that eating healthy is the way to be. Supposed to? Yeah. Um, I have the same gripes as you. Um, it did feel like a crammed, uh, season of Pokemon and fucking hated the Pikachu talking. I thought that was like a nod maybe for like the Ryan Reynolds Pokemon. Like eventually you're going to see a talking one. So here's a female one. And, um, what else can I say? I just hated getting upset a lot in the movie. That's more of a personal uh, beef with it. I just, just, I remember the first Pokemon movie making me sad, but that was like near the end. But like this scene, there was like a, uh, a happy cry and then like a, a sad cry because like there was like so much shit going on in that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of bummers in this movie. Any final words on the movie you want to talk about? Um, it's not bad. It's, it's kind of worth watching, I guess. Uh, I, I, it's definitely not a bad movie. It's not a masterpiece, but. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, it was a quick hour and a half movie to watch. Yeah, yeah so I recommend it. Um, Next week movie, we're going to watch a Mad Mickelson, another one. Uh, but I heard good things about it because my dad watched it. Uh, it's polar. Apparently it has to do something with a hitman. So Mad Mickelson wearing a eye patch, which I find funny because uh, Mad Mickelson is doing a Hideo Kojima game. And he kind of looks like Big Boss with the eye patch, so that's funny to me, at least. Uh, so yeah, remember to watch Polar Netflix, and then come back here, and then we'll talk about it. Andy, you said you had a, a couple of news. There's something about Star Wars that uh, possibly there might be uh, a change of directors for the trilogy. Oh uh, no, it's not really. Last night there was people reporting a room. Ryan Johnson was going to lose, or step away from, I think that's what it was, he was stepping away from his trilogy of Star Wars movies because he was so downtrodden and ashamed after Last Jedi. And then this morning, there was stuff from him and other people telling what? No, that's not going to happen. He's still going to make a trilogy of movies. He's kind of producing them now. So, I don't know. People... Spun up that rumor, and it ended up being nothing. Hours. I guess that's kind of the way it goes. That's the way a lot of movies. Yeah. Kind of why it's hard to report because so much of it is is such a is such a sigh like that, a sigh of a, an event. I don't know if I ever told you, but uh, I kind of changed my opinion about the Last Jedi, and I, I I won't say that it is 
a good film because I still think it's a bad written uh, Ryan Johnson film because Ryan Johnson doesn't like to write really well uh, in his movies. Looper was okay, I guess. But uh, anyway, the whole Luke being unhinged and everything. Uh, I remember going off about how Luke was just not Luke Skywalker. And everybody's been doing the same opinion. Where it's like, oh, this is not the Luke Skywalker I was born with. You got to throw that shit out the window. And I know you said this during our great debate. It's like, he saw um, Kylo in the dark side. And I guess Luke didn't want to fail again to the point of... Or, or where, you know, Kylo would be like he was in The Return of the Jedi, except, you know, Luke snapped out of it. And he he thought about killing Kylo, but he didn't. Now, people go off on that scene and say, well, why is Luke Skywalker going to kill? That, that's against Jedi code. He thought about it. He put this the lightsaber up. And he was about to strike, but then the goodness in him came, you know, the Jedi way, he snapped out of it, and he's like, I can't kill somebody while they're fucking sleeping, that's not the Jedi way. And he doesn't kill him. So, that story arc, I kind of respect a little bit, but all the other stuff kind of pisses me off still a little bit. But how Luke Skywalker went out in that episode, I I approve. So... After watching it again, um, I changed my mind. But do I think Ryan Johnson deserves a trilogy? I I, I would think you would have to put another Star Wars film to see if people are still boycotting it. I mean, soon, episode nine, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think that... I think that might be the test. If they if people boycott it again, I think they have to go back to the drawing board. I think most of the people who say they're going to boycott it are actually drinking. Well, yeah, because... I, I don't think that's a real thing. I think people... Well, yeah, I, I want to see how it ends. That That's my thing. Um, usually, when I'm watching the first two movies and, the, you know, there's a trilogy... I want to see where the trilogy goes. And since JJ is doing it, I think he's going to do a great job. Since he did a great job in The Force Awakens. Um, you said you had other news or something like that? Uh, did I? Yeah, you said something else. There was like one more uh, thing with Josh Brolin. Oh, he just got... He, he's he's on board to do that uh, new reboot. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't hear about that, by the way. That Dune reboot. Cause, uh, yeah, it's, they're only doing castings now, but it, it's pretty thrilling because the one that came out in the 80s was such a fucking disaster. You know, the book deserves better. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's going to do it, um, yeah, he might be the one to do it. Because I love Blade Runner 2049. He's done a lot of it. So, I think he's capable of it. He says he wants to do several movies out of it. Like the first movie is only the first half of it. Yeah, I still need to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, well, it's great, but anyway, uh, they've cast Josh Brolin, but ahead of him they had Javier Bardem, um, Oscar Isaac, and who else? Oh, Batista. They have Batista. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. 
Yeah, but I like every single one of those people a lot. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm optimistic. I like the source material, but man, everyone, it, it's impossible to watch the taste of that other one. Never seen it. It's awful. <laughs> It's like one of those, it, they usually aren't sci-fi channel, because sci-fi channel is like a bunch of B-rated movies, but. Well, this movie had a big budget. I mean, it, it's such a shame. Um, if you're interested at all in Dune, or the original one, or anything like that, I can't recommend more highly a documentary. Dune. It was uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. He made, um, oh my god, Totally Space and the whole, uh, <laughs> It's Crawlo, and that's not even his biggest movie. Anyway, well, whatever. He made, like, not really Hoity Toity movies, but, like, artier stuff, and he was going to direct Dune, and they were going to have, like, um, Pink Floyd do some of the music, and Magma, another Pink Floydy kind of progressive band from Europe, do some of the music, and, like, there's a bunch of concept art for it. And they had a bunch of other actors attached, and it looked like it was going to be outstanding. But it just was taking too long, and he got fired. So much money. And then they brought in David Lynch, and David Lynch had just a terrible mess. Mm-hmm. He didn't really want to do it. I don't yeah, I'm I'm actually interested because uh, the director Blade Runner uh, 2049, uh, I think was our director of the year in our in our uh, big our award show for the movies and stuff. No, oh, maybe. I would, uh, like I said, I like him a lot. So it makes sense that I would have been pulled. Oh, we could talk about this. Uh, did you see the Aladdin trailer? Oh, yeah. That's okay. What do you think of Will Smith? I don't know. I mean, he looks... Uh, honestly, when they said that he was going to be me, that's more or less what I pictured. So, I'm kind of okay with it. I thought they would have CGI... And maybe have like the old uh, look to uh, the genie and just have Will Smith's voice. But no, this is full on Will Smith in like blue CGI face and everything. Uh, imagine Tobias from Arrested Development. <laughs> I blew myself. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jafar sounded, his voice is so squeaky for Jafar. Yeah, I, I wondered if it wasn't, like, a misdirect because he's doing the old man on Yeah, because he'd be like, get me the get me the lamp. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> That's Jafar? But, uh, the best part, though, it looked, it looked competent. I, I think it'll be an okay movie. I haven't seen any of the Disney live-action stuff, though, so... Aladdin's, like, my favorite, though. I think Aladdin is my favorite Disney anime movie, so... Yeah, I thought that was pretty weird that uh, you would think maybe, uh, well, then again, you want to have the ad space, I guess. But Disney has, uh, let's see, the live action Aladdin, the live action Lion King, Frozen 2, uh, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Star Wars 9, and a bunch of other shit I can put out of that all. Mhm. Uh, James Cameron's uh, alt. I can't fucking speak today. I I apologize to the listeners. Uh, it's an anime. Alita. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, apparently that got good reviews, and I didn't That's even. 
I didn't even know James Cameron did that, by the way. Yeah. And he and a bunch of other people, fans of the manga, inexplicably, or something like that. I read something about it. I think it was actually on the Mm-hmm. And apparently James Cameron uh, criticized uh, Aquaman, said it was a great fun movie, but, but lack of underwater realism. I'm like, uh, yeah. So that sounds like him just, just being a troll. Because <laughs> that's like his thing. He likes to dive in. Yeah, and I'm just looking through the news kind of quickly going through it. Just Captain Marvel bullshit. Uh, Zachary Levi's Shazam is coming out soon. So that's going to be... PG-13 rating. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, didn't know that there was a Lego movie too until an annoying tr- uh, music trailer. Uh, I forgot how it went because it was so annoying. They just keep didn't on. Know that existed? No, I just thought that there was a Lego movie and that's it. <laughs> oh. Didn't know they were gonna sequel. I mean, I the first one was good, and then they had Lego Batman. They always do this shit. I like the first one. I haven't seen. Oh, and uh, the Terminator reboot title officially revealed as Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. I I have faith in this film because James Cameron is doing it. But at the same time, I'm like, stop rebooting it. And you can't fix the timeline. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have enough. Terminator movies one and two. That's that's all I need. Well, I watched a video recently of somebody explaining the reason for Genesis and the reason for salvation and like where they land and stuff. And he comes out with a pretty good analysis of you know why Genesis happened and how does it fit in the other films and stuff. And they do like a timeline and everything, and it's really interesting. But, but you're never going to see it in the film like that because people are just going to be like, oh, time traveling is stupid. And it, it never works. So I'm like, whatever. I love time travel. But other than that, I I mean, there's nothing else I could talk about here. Uh, Breaking Bad movie, which I don't give a fuck about. Um, good TV show, and I just think they're just trying to milk the crap out of it because people want more. That's a shame because part of what made the show so good is they had a beginning and an end and knew what they wanted to do and then they did it. Yeah, because I heard they're going to try to bring back Brian Cranston and I'm like, dude, spoiler alert to everybody, he dies at the end because of the cancer, so. Uh, what else? Monster Hunter movie still coming out. That's the one with uh, P.W. Anderson and Mila Djokovic just ruining uh, fucking video games, movies and stuff. Uh, was that? I think he would do a good job. Better than P.W. Anderson. Or whatever whatever his fucking name is. I'll just call him Mr. Anderson. Just like Matrix. Uh, kind of uh, both video game and movies put together, but apparently Metal Gear Solid movie director uh, praises Death Stranding, just like everybody else who played that game. Uh, yeah, that's it. And apparently a World War Z sequel is coming out, which I don't know why. Well, I thought that was coming out years ago. They just got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And did you see the new Endgame trailer, by the way? Yeah, it looks good. I mean, I loved the first one, so I'm excited for this one. 
which is weird because I don't get excited for a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens. Who do you think is going to save the day? You think it's going to be Ant-Man or you think it's going to be Captain Marvel? I think it'll be all of them. That's the point. There's always going to be one that's going to save the day. And I can't wait to see Hawkeye in his evil costume from whatever planet he's from. But I'm just rambling at this point. So, Andy, any projects you're working on? No, not really. Nothing? Alrighty. Um, me, on the other hand, I just uh, finished doing part one of the Nemesis Project with Zach. We actually did Resident Evil 1 uh, recording, and that was fun. And there's going to be many more of that to come because we're hitting up every Resident Evil game. So keep an eye out on that on uh, nerdofview.com. And if just like I said, nerdofview.com, make sure you go there for all the nerdy news which will be posted on nerdofview.com. And if you want to catch our episode, it's on Podbean, which is novnetwork.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes. Make sure to rate us and review us, all that jazz. And uh, make sure to catch Game Journal on YouTube. That's where I do all the the video game uh, videos and stuff. But until next time, everybody, we'll see you next week. Remember Polar. Watch it. Later, guys. Thanks for listening.